We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a chance today to show who we are in front of the world. Looking deep has a man wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown for Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks! You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. So we had the bye week to kind of uh, recalibrate. And, you know, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about uh, where we're at kind of mid-season, I guess. And Sunday, we have uh, the next big challenge. And I'll let you speak to the uh, severity of the challenge because I don't really know where the 49ers are at right now. I've kind of heard that's kind of on the down the downslide, I guess, compared to how they started. But uh, just right off the bat, um, what do you think about Sunday? You think this is going to be a challenge or is this going to be uh, maybe an easier game than I'm thinking it'll be? Yeah, it's 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 going to be a challenge. It's definitely going to be a challenge. Um, first off, before we even get into that, man, just JK3 is not with us tonight. Um, things things came up like at the last second, man, and I know he's been looking forward to this one. Um, but duty calls, so he, he's got to do what he's got to do. But, uh, but no, uh, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a game on the schedule that people have been looking forward to because it's a measuring stick game. We, our record speaks for itself, but people still don't believe. Oh, you're just sorry, Jaguars. Oh, it's just Jacksonville. Oh, we still got people like Danny Cannell still running their mouth about, you're moving to London and all this other bull crap. <laughs> um, Danny and, and I love like 85 years old. Yeah. Man, <laughs> based on that. He's, he's a, he's a Seminole. So, you know, of course I got love for the Knowles, but man, Danny Cannell, shut up. Hmm. You have no idea what you're talking about. None whatsoever. Like, just don't even say anything. Thank God for Pete Prisco putting him in his place about it, too. Um, but no, this is a measuring stick game, even if the nine, even if the Niners have lost a couple, because the Niners were are considered, you know, the top tier of the NFL. To prove that we belong, we have to beat teams like this. Now, their last couple losses, yes, Trent Williams has been out. They're they're all world offensive tackle. Yes, Debo Samuel's been out. But this is a team that's complete. They just traded 
for um oh gosh with the with the redskin not the redskins oh man the the, the Washington football team commanders uh, uh Chase Young Chase Young so they just traded for Chase Young so you got the Ohio State brothers him and Bosa back together um going after the passer they haven't been you know doing that well and rushing the passer so they're going to be ready and if they're healthy if Debo and Williams plays that's going to be it's already going to be a tough game. It's going to get even tougher because they're the type of team after they lose one or two, it's like, no, 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 no enough of this. Like, we need to get going quickly. And this could be their game where they kind of bounce back and get back to it. Hmm. Well, fortunately, if you've been following Twitter slash X tonight, you'll see we've made some big moves that hopefully will help uh, – with the game. It looks like we signed Jason Pierre Paul. <laughs> oh man. It just he, he should help uh you know with pass it, rush and whatnot. Anybody and, well, will you, sell out for a click. You texted me, uh we released Tank's big tank Bigsby. That's oh. huge. <laughs> Nobody's talking about that. Oh man. Anybody will do anything for a click. Um, no, definitely. I, I, that didn't come from the official Jaguars X handle. <laughs> so I'm not even going to comment on that. But if we were going to be, you know, going to go after a pass rusher in free agency, Jason Pierre Paul would not be, I don't think he would be it. So I'm just, uh, I saw that and I'm like, yeah, nice try. Um, no, it, it's definitely. You know, the world's on fire right now for Jacksonville because we're, you know, have a really good record. We're, you know, one of the top teams at AFC. So you're going to see more of the parodies and fake news and all that. And it's just, it's kind of fun because it's, it's, it's actually nice to be on that side of things for once, you know, mm-hmm. to actually have something to ta- talk about. Um, well, the Danny Cannell thing I had not heard about, but it is pretty much a bummer. Maybe it's not a bummer as much as I guess, uh, Folks aren't used to us being where we're at. The fact that they're just sort of falling back on the London uh, trash talk and uh, nobody comes to the games trash talk. And uh, we all know that that's 100% not the case, but uh, it just stinks because these guys are on national media saying and repeating these sorts of things. Um, but like you said, I mean, we're six and two, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, It doesn't hurt as much when we're winning, honestly. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't. And, you know, people can poke fun and make fun of us all they want. They can poke fun at, you know, who would want to, you know, live in boring Jacksonville. Yeah, I can think about 1.4 you know, million people that love living in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so who would want to build something and, and do anything in Jacksonville? Well, I can think of a billionaire that probably is making money off of you if you bought a car with a bumper that mm-hmm. wants to build something in Jacksonville. So... You guys can honestly go suck it, to be honest with you. Um, Very professional. So, yeah. No, for real, though. It, it's, 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 it, it gets annoying with some of the fan bases. And the worst ones are like the Jets fans, for instance. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I know Aaron Rodgers went out, right? And then, you know, anytime we even cross paths or even the, we sniff a Jets fan, who would win? You're still mad you didn't get Trevor and, you know, oh, it was rigged and you guys threw the season and, you know, Frank Gore's in your Hall of Fame. You know, you got to, oh, you know, just, you know, the cards just weren't dealt your way. So you just need to let it go. 
Right. We're here to stay, and we have an uh, all-world quarterback that as soon as we find him more offensive line and more time, he'll carve anybody up in this league. Don't care who it is. So you, you better get ready because we're coming. We're here. Sure. Yeah, that's, so that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's exciting stuff. And Sunday, uh, like I, I told you before we started recording, I went on Jags.com and was just kind of looking at some of the stuff on there. And we had the the old uh, logo on the top of the web page, which uh, caught me by surprise. I guess there's – and I think the Instagram page had posted some uh, throwback – uh wallpapers and stuff for your phone uh with you know old players uh uh which was pretty cool so i I, evidently there's something that i completely missed which is some sort of like throwback thing this sunday apparently yeah you know they hinted at it to think the last home game and i think they're gonna teal out this sunday but then um when it comes to you know the the, i guess kind of putting out some info there that you know the uh, you might have a you know legendary kind of, you know the legends and the 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 design the old logo come up might be a tease for some unis next year i don't know you know we'll see um but you never know what they're up to and that's good that should be exciting for the fans to sit there and and be able to get some of those items i think they sold out on the on the on the sites pretty quick um, not sure if there's any, you know, down at uh, the Miller Electric Center, but uh, they, they should have some. You would think the team store would readily stock that. A couple times I've been down there during, you know, the, on a Friday before a game. There's been a line. There's been a line, and there's been people there buying stuff. So I think they need to continue to promote that store so that when they do have merch like this that drops, you know, yeah, you can get it online. I know that's a new wave of the future. But if you find out Friday, you know, Thursday, Friday, and you don't have time, you know, give them the, give a fan opportunity to run down to the store. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to make time to get down to the store and get my merch, get my hat, get my jersey or whatever throwback. So hopefully they continue to do that and press on that and really um, deliver. Yeah, I actually haven't been to that store. I haven't been in the Miller Electric Center at all. I completely botched all my chances to see preseason. And I guess I could just go in to look at the store and, and yeah. see what it's all about. Yeah, yeah it's right there. And it's, it's nice. It's definitely something that needed to be done. Now, they're squeezing a ton down there. However, we do have the land um, to, to pull it off. But it's a it's a looks like a, a, a great facility for uh, for the team practice wise. And then as far as the store is concerned. You know, it's just your typical team store, it's, uh, and it's it's got just all the all the goods and bells and whistles. Um, the one thing I was looking for something for the kiddos a couple of weeks ago when I went down there, and that stuff sells out pretty quick. If that tells you that we have fans here dedicated, they're buying a bunch of stuff for kids. Okay, yeah, Danny Cannell. Okay, yeah, we do have fan participation because we buy stuff for our kids. Um, it, it's they should have more of it, so because uh, it once you know, they restock it, it flies off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny Cannell. I mean, come on, how is that guy? Why is he, a, you know, a commentator for anything? Just, I I wouldn't even know about him unless you told me where he was from and and what his deal was. I mean, I feel like the only things I hear about him are negative. So 
he is the only reason why he's even relevant in any conversation on football isn't even because of his NFL days. It's because he was the quarterback after Charlie Ward at FSU. That's the only reason why. He was Charlie Ward's backup for two years, and then he started for two years. And that's it. Yeah, he had to, he had a little comeback against Florida, but that's college football. We're talking about NFL here. So for him to even talk about that is kind of just, quite frankly, I'm willing to, to ditch the Noel allegiance to, you know, disown him because he just has <laughs> no clue what he's talking about whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll stop giving him some uh, free PR uh, off our backs. Uh, if that's a thing, I don't know. But yeah. uh, I will say before we get into the game, just because I spent some time down there and we had been talking about, you know, various spots that the Jags could play uh, while the stadium renovations were taking place. And I did finally check out um, like the little town center thing uh, that's attached to the Daytona Speedway. Um, and it was pretty nice. Honestly, it was kind of depressing that their little area around that like racetrack thing is much nicer and cooler than what we have at the stadium. Uh, that's kind of a bummer, right? But um, that would probably be a pretty good. Sp- I think you actually came up with the idea originally about doing it there, but I'd be okay doing it there. I don't know what the cost would look like, mm. but it's a nice little area. I'm not going to take credit for it. I, I have no connection to, <laughs> to the team to take credit that it was my original idea, but I've said it for years that if they were ever going to build a stadium, they should have it there. The the uh, Back to college real quick, Florida, Florida State explored playing a home-and-home home series there a few hmm. years ago, and it got shut down heavily by the Florida Gators, but that's a different story. Um, but as far as the, the the Jacks go, yeah, it would be an option. It's the only thing is is converting the the raceway to a football stadium won't be uh it's a it's a task that can be done because they've played football games there in the past. But if we're trying to control costs, that doesn't align with controlling costs and moving the team elsewhere for a few years, um, in my opinion. So I, I think that it, it's something that they have to look at, you know, with, especially with Gainesville right down the road, which is going to probably be the most logical choice unless you are five foot zero and believe that Hodges Stadium could be the logical choice. <laughs> um, another different story. But no, um, it's definitely something that we need to explore because. You're right. Daytona has a lot of things built up around there. You know, they, you know, for, for, they have other events down there besides the two big races there, but they still attract a lot of, you know, traffic as far as, you know, different events and venues and things. And, and, um, they are prepared in a sense, but it still would cost a little bit more. And I just feel like it's got to be that or Gainesville because of, do you really want let's think about this for a second. Let's say the team stays here and for four years it takes them to renovate the stadium. And so you're like, hey, we're gonna have Florida Georgia here and seven Jaguar home games here during the season, plus one to two preseason games. So, you know, that's eight, nine, up to ten contests a year while you're doing construction. One delay in, in delay in in the construction, 
two tra- traffic nightmare and it ain't the easiest to get in and out of there to begin with. And three, a bunch of drunks hanging around construction. <laughs> All right. So could you imagine if we played Buffalo during some of that construction and some of those fans get a hold of some construction materials? <laughs> you, you yeah. Tony Khan wouldn't have to film AEW. He'd have it on Sunday. Oh, like, yeah, that'd be a great segment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jack's fans would be sitting there watching Bill's fans go through plywood and whatever else. Off of, you know. Yeah. Point is, it just makes, to me, it makes for a recipe for disaster. And if you think security and blockades will stop people that are having a good time from getting to things, you got another thing coming. So I just feel like that's not the smartest decision to... And then overall, this, you know, joking aside, looking at the most critical point for the taxpayers, it's going to cost us even more money. So, like, right. why are we even having that conversation? Yeah. All I know is when I was down there, the only thing I could think about was the fact that, you know, in close uh, vicinity to the racetrack was like, you know, Wawa and uh, uh, Four Rivers Barbecue, like this really nice Four Rivers Barbecue. And then in close vicinity for our stadium is like Jaguar Food Mart, <laughs> which isn't even open on game day, I don't think. People oh, just park there. So um, I don't know. It just, it's kind of depressing when you think about it. There's like no progress made, but I guess that's what we're working on. So I'll, I'll hush about it. Um, yeah, we're definitely working on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's been the motto forever. <laughs> Downtown's got so much potential. Um, so about the game, one thing I was going to ask you about, just because, you know, we've played pretty well defensively and caused a lot of turnovers. Uh, you know, Brock Purdy had a lot of hype uh, heading into the season, and he's done pretty well uh, for a guy who was kind of off the radar, who is now on the radar. And you always talk about with young quarterbacks, especially like spot starters and people like, you know, Gardner Minshew, for example, who will come in and look really good for a period of time that once they get some tape. Uh, and some film that defenses can start to key in on some of their weaknesses and, you know, better prepare and, uh, you know, counter them. So, um, you know, Brock Purdy, his stats in the last couple games uh, at the Vikings, two interceptions uh, at the, you know, versus the Bengals, two interceptions. So obviously he in completion percentage wise, he's way off. So, you know, is that something that you would say the Jags are going to kind of uh, try to focus on is getting pressure on him and possibly creating some turnovers? Yeah, yeah, definitely is. They, they, you know, sophomore jinx or whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of tape on him now. Um, Kyle Shanahan did a great job last year of masking things, changing things up, making sure he was comfortable, but also throwing the defense off. Now, mind you, what I said before about Debo and, and, and Williams being out, um, those two pieces are huge. Hmm. I mean, especially Trent Williams. Okay. He is one of the best tackles. He's older, but he's still one of the best tackles of all time, not just like in the last couple of years. So that blind side is so important. And now that he doesn't have that right now, if he does not play, you know, that should be an, an eat session for uh, Allen and company. But if he does, it just makes things more difficult. Now they have CMC, they have Ben Ayuk. Now that's a that's a guy we gotta watch. Okay. Everybody focuses on CMC, Debo, and Kittle. But Ayuk is a very good wide receiver. He does an excellent job. Um 
we, you know, Darren Williams is is um, is playing really well right now. So I think that we have to really make sure that we are on our A game when it comes to, you know, whether if we, you know, play man or play zone. But to 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 sum it all up, it, it's really kind of been, and I said Darren, excuse me, Darius Williams. Um, I don't know why I'm having a brain fart here tonight, but no, it, it's definitely something that we have to do is it's going to be one of those games where we can't just make up this magical scheme and we have this, Oh, we know he can't, you know, cover two doesn't work or, uh, you know, they're going to be challenged and we have to rise to the occasion. Um, especially since they're a little bit wounded. Now the, the one, the part that's playing in our favor is nobody runs the ball against us. Teams have not done well running the ball against us. And that's the 49ers bread and butter. When they're able to run is when they're most effective. So keeping them one dimensional gives us a chance. Uh, and I feel like it's not like a chance, like that's our only chance, but it increases our chances, I should say. And coming out with a W. No more of this moral victory crap. Oh, we played well as the 49ers. No, we want to win. And to do that, there's a couple things that they have to do, which is they need to win on th- win on first and second down to get put them in third and long situations. Because we want him throwing. We want Brock Purdy throwing a ton. We're probably going to give up a lot of yards like we have been because teams have been playing from behind and we've been winning on first and second down. But that's okay, just as long as they're not, you know, just marching down the field on their classic 12, 14 play drives and eating up seven minutes of the clock. That's what we don't want. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at McCaffrey's numbers, the last couple games for them, I guess they're on a three game losing streak. So I always kind of hate being, you know, the fourth team they play in scenarios like that. Cause I think you even alluded to the fact that it's like, you know, they're looking to bounce back. Right. Um, but he uh, he's had significantly less carries than he did earlier in the season. And uh, I don't know if that's a result of them getting behind, like you said, and Purdy needing to throw more. Maybe that explains the interceptions, I guess. I haven't really watched any 49ers games, but, uh, you know, 54 yards, 45, 43, um, you know, average is much lower than it's been. So I guess the hope is, is that he sort of continues struggling uh, heading into this game, too. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the the, the hope, and, and you want to get out quickly. It is imperative for us to start fast. Um, it really is because we want to we want to start fast. We want to 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 get ahead quickly to make them throw, get them out of their rhythm. Okay, keep them off the field too. They they don't have a quick strike kind of offense where. They just kind of march down the field. Now, they can hit home runs. CMC will take it 80 yards on you. Don't get it twisted. But that's not really Brock Purdy style. His style has been dink and dunk, work the clock, then get 20 yards here, 20 yards there, play action, not drop back and throw it 40 times. So we want to start fast, and hopefully they're able to do that on offense. But to finish up on defense, if we stop the run, get them in a lot of second and nine, third and eight or longer situations, we things will be looking good for us on Sunday. 
Very good. One thing I'm looking at here, and I feel like, have you seen that viral video of uh, LeBron James? He's talking about his favorite tight ends in the NFL. Um, and it looks like he's just like reading off of like some article or some list. Have you seen that? No. Okay. I'll send that to you. It's pretty. Funny. No, no, I have not seen that. Yeah. Um, it's basically like this interview. And cause I guess there's like this thing that's viral that like LeBron lies about stuff or something. And people were asking about, uh, you know, what his favorite NFL tight ends were. And he was going off a list that somebody saw of like, like exactly correlated with an article of like top tight ends in the NFL or something. So, um, but anyway, I feel like him cause I'm kind of pulling up some of these names I'm not familiar with here, uh, as you're mentioning them, but, um, I did see today that I guess Trent Williams, uh, they're thinking his injury is much worse than, uh, originally expected. So he's, uh, probably out, but I did see here that, uh, Debo, um, may actually, it says he's cleared. So, and he's not on the injury report. So is it possible he'll be in the game? Yeah, it could be. I don't know if he, he said it's a rib injury. I, I don't remember reading if it's a, a break or a bruise, but anytime you can't breathe, it's, yeah. it's going to be tough to do anything. So, yeah. uh, it, it, you know, and, and he's, he's a, he's a gamer, man. So I don't wish, I wish they were full strength. So there'd be no excuses. But um, no excuses when we beat them, because that's what I think. But I, I feel like we should uh, prepare for, you know, everybody to play. And like I said, they're going to they're going to be wounded now. And we say this, be, but Houston came in here with four backup offensive linemen and kicked our butt. So I think that was more of just a mental breakdown uh, for the Jags. But everybody you know any given sunday anybody can beat anyone but i really believe that the jags have the tools to take it to to san fran okay i i, I truly believe that we've shown it we we can do it and if we can just give trevor some time you know going here to the offensive side of the ball if they give him time i don't care who it is like i'm oh you know if, if it's denzel ward or jalen ramsey no i don't care We've got the receivers, the tight end, and the running game where we can cancel all that out, and it's going to be pick your poison. We'll, we'll go out. We, 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 you know, we take line it up. We'll take on anybody. Sure. One quick note before we com- we shift to offense for the Jags. I did see they have a wide receiver named Ray Ray McLeod, which totally sounds like a creative player, <laughs> like auto generated name. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with him, but no. Yeah, I am. I am familiar with with uh, Ray Ray McLeod. I want to say he's a Florida native. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he went to Clemson. Yeah, yeah. He's hmm. he's from the state of Florida. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely that's definitely a player. Definitely somebody that they'll line up out there and you know we could could make plays on us. So we gotta sure be be mindful. Um, well, what do you think about the, like Trevor Lawrence and like the pressure he might be facing? Do you think this is a team that might you know get to him a little bit? They can. They they certainly can. They definitely have the tools. Um, when you look at Chase Young, when you look at Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, uh, Fred Warner, the middle linebacker, that's somebody you definitely, definitely have to watch out for, especially when they're throwing uh, in the middle. Um, he he is their their leader on defense and middle linebacker, and he kind of controls the position for everyone. He's not dumb either. He's not going to be fooled by much, so – they have to just account for him and know where he is at all times. Um, 
This is a game where I wish we had some extra help with ETN because I hate the fact that he goes just, you know, you know, running the ball, ramming it through the through the A and B gap, you know, 25 times a game. I wish they, you know, we had some help. Um, just get Bigsby some stick them and throw them out there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this is just one of those games. Gonna be a homecoming for Tayshawn Gibson. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, not really, not really a homecoming, but you know, he's, yeah, he, yeah, he, he, yeah he coming back here. But they they have tools and they have pieces that can you know make them a championship quality football team. Um, they just have to you know put it all together and get past the injuries. Cincinnati tore them up pretty good um, with their passing game. Joe Burrow and them got going. And I feel like, you know, I'm not saying trying to compare that, you know, Ridley and company are better. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that we have that same capable uh, type of offense to where we can get going too in the passing game and get down the field, especially if Zay Jones plays. I know he's been limited in practice the last couple of weeks. But that's with him back, if he if he can play, that just opens things up. Yeah. Opens things up for us a lot. I hate to tell you this, but you know the first jersey that I'd bought in probably fifteen years or something crazy like that. I just haven't bought jerseys in a long time. This year was Zay Jones, and I'm pretty sure I cursed him because <laughs> it seems like he's had nothing but injury issues his entire year. Zay Cor- Corey bought the jersey, and he's bad luck. We all know he's bad luck. Yeah. And now you're hurt because he bought your jersey. I'm we're sorry. Uh mm-hmm. no. Yeah, sorry about that. It's, I mean, I got it mostly because I mean I like Zay Jones, but also it was a way to get my last name on the back of the jersey and it not be corny. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> How people do that. Um so I so if anybody's like, Oh, it's so lame you put your land. No, it's like, no, it's Zay Jones, you know? Um But um what about the whole issue with again, I not really following the 49ers this year, but the, I've been reading about their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, that uh, I guess he's going from the uh, press box to the field. Like, is there some sort of like, uh, uh, you know, shifts or adjustments that they're making uh, with how they're operating over there that maybe we can take advantage of that? You know, maybe there's some turmoil or uh, disorganization or something. It just depends on the guy. It depends on the coach. Um, some coaches like to sit up in the press box. Some like to get on the field. Some might see something and then get down on the field and, and want to call the plays and, and make adjustments. That just bite me out there. They are making changes. Losing three games in a row was not in their game plan. So guess what they're doing? They're making changes, not being, not doing well in sacks this year. I'm not saying they're they're not in the bottom of the league, but I don't think they're doing as well as they thought they would. Um, but that was not in their, in their, uh, in their plans this year. So they, they're making changes. They're doing things. They're adjusting. And we know this because one, they went out and traded for Chase Young. And now you've got, uh, them, you know, getting, you know, getting out of the the coach's box and getting down into the, uh, onto the field level. So yeah, low bow. They are down there. Okay. Yeah. They're 17. They only have 17 sacks this year. Um, Jags have 16, which, you know, that's we've had some games where we've done well and some games we've not. But, you know, compared to like teams like Baltimore, we play Baltimore. Baltimore, they they lead the league in sacks with 35, uh, according to ESPN. You know, then the Chiefs, then the Chargers, Eagles. So when you think about those top teams, 
you know, they all are able to put pressure on the QB. Um, now, some of those teams may have been playing more games, maybe not had their bye week yet. And, you know, I get it. But still, you know, 49ers only having 18 sacks was not in their game plan. So they're going to make changes. And that's just one of the changes, bringing that coach down there. It's interesting. What about the um, <laughs> the storyline that I'm pretty sure only Jaguars fans are talking about and that this game is Trent Balky's uh, revenge game? <laughs> I'm not a Balky fan to, to that? begin. I'm not a Balky fan to begin with, anyway. Okay, so if if this wants to be his revenge game, so be it. We're focused on the team right now, not the GM. He could be part of the team and high five and all that. No, still not a Balky fan. We could win a ring, still won't be a Balky fan. Okay, and really, even if I we have... win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. <laughs> dang, that's a bummer for him. No, no, still not going to be a Balky fan. Cause we can do better, but anyway, that's yeah, that's a different different conversation for another day. Yeah, well, the Trent Balky revenge game is a pretty lame storyline. I don't think any of the national media are going to run with that. But no, um, no, they're not going to run with it. Yeah. Well, lastly, like what? So you know, sitting in the stands watching the game, uh, you know what? What sort of would be a key thing that I would want to see in the first quarter, maybe beginning of the second quarter that tells me that we're on the right track and, uh, you know, kind of like are projecting to win the game. Like, is there any kind of like, I don't know, production from one single player or, uh, anything I'd, I'd kind of get, you know, kind of a hint of that, uh, things are going right. The Jaguars able to get them off the field in the first two drives before they reach you know, the 50 yard line. A three and out would be the most, you know, obviously the, the, the the best case scenario. But if we're able to get them off the field and then we're able to take one of our first two possessions and score a touchdown, no field goals. None of that crap today. It's not raining. We're not in Pittsburgh. No. Score on the first two possessions for offense and don't let them get past the 50 when we're on defense. That's a sign of a good start. Obviously, duh, because we'd be up 7 nothing. But as far as the overall part of the game, that's a sign of a great start because that's going to have them thinking, you know, oh, here we go again. And then let's see what they do. Now, if they go on any kind of drives five minutes or longer, like two or three times, we're going to have a problem. Mm. Because that means their offense is moving. It's working. That's what they do. And we're just going to be sitting there, you know, eating fruity pebbles on the sidelines because the offense isn't on the field and they're just chewing up the clock going for four and five and three and nine and 12 and three and four. And before you know it, they're in the red zone. Um, So that that's what needs to happen. Start fast and don't let them cross that 50 in the first couple of possessions. All right. Well, uh, I think it'll be good. I mean, I'm curious to see how the 49ers fans travel, uh, you know, because I, as I mentioned they're, before, they're, I'm the idiot that buys seats in like the away section <laughs> or like the only Jack. They're going to travel very well. Like, you know, teal and all that. Yeah, we're going to teal it out and stuff. But this is the, you can't replace or discredit what a franchise has done. Well, especially what they've done. You know, you got the team of the 80s. They won a ring in the 90s. They've had some Super Bowl appearances in the last couple of years, NFC Championship appearances. They're one of the storied franchises in the league, and they have fans everywhere. So 
you know, you might have some fans that travel out here because it's Florida or you, you know, we have some 49ers, you know, fans here locally. My, my nephew, uh, is stationed out on the panhandle. He thought about coming to the game. Hmm. Um, and he's, you know, from Cali. So, uh, he was like, you know, Unc, man, if I, if I can come out there, can you get me an extra ticket? I said, if you can make it, I don't think he's going to be able to, but you know, he's just, the 49ers fans are everywhere. So yeah, okay. uh, just that their colors on as ugly as Pittsburgh. So yeah. Well, and the red stands out pretty well, you know, if they have a yeah. good contingency there. So yeah, uh, that's always a bummer. Uh, but uh, have you ever heard that saying, uh, and I was going to make fun of like the old 49ers success days that like, yo, Steve Young and that was like a hundred years ago or whatever. Uh, and I'm mostly kidding, but have you ever heard this stuff about like old NBA legends that like, you know, their stats and, and achievements don't matter because they were playing against like plumbers and school bus drivers and stuff yeah, like that's, that. Because <laughs> JJ Reddick said that crap, man. <laughs> you know, things evolve and change and, you know, they're, they're discrediting quarterbacks of the past because the league has become a passing league. You know, it's become more, you know, technical with the passing game to march up and down the field because fans want excitement. Owners want excitement. So they're going to ditch the running game and go for a passing game. So what that's going to do is, you know, Steve Young, Joe Montana, not right now, obviously, but in another 50 years, they're, you know, oh, well, they were an old quarterback back then, but what could they really do? They couldn't play in today's game. Um, which, you know, may or may not be true because people, you know, we do evolve and, and people improve. But the question is, could that person, you know, uh, let's say a player 20 years from now playing the game in the 80s where you could horse collar, where you could blindside and forearm someone to the head, no problem, where there was no concussion protocol. Okay. <laughs> Concussions were encouraged. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. So. I'm not encouraging anyone to get hurt. I'm just saying the rules were different. So yeah. as if they couldn't play in this era, then you definitely couldn't play in their era because if you started playing well, they just take you out. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. That's a good uh, counterweight to that. Yeah, that's, that's uh, kind of how I look at it. So don't even make the argument. Just appreciate the game for what it is as entertainment for fans and these, these guys that go out there and give it all on Sundays and and do something hopefully that they love and 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 want to win and and just cheer them on that's what i say yeah i have like this distinct memory now that you mentioned the stuff of being like in dentist uh like getting like i don't know braces or something in a dentist chair you know how sometimes those dentists would have like little tvs and they'd show like nfl blooper highlights or like in this case i remember them showing like nfl best hits of the 90s or something and it was legit the most like cte causing hits that were like completely glamorized you know what i mean it was like oh look at this quarterback just got his effing head ripped off i mean they didn't say that but it was like brutal stuff I think it was like NFL rocks or something like that. Um, I think there was like a, a VHS that they used to come out every year of the biggest hits. Now, of course they don't do yeah. that anymore. Cause that's just like a, <laughs> right. a blueprint for CTE concussion yeah. protocol. Um, but yeah, man, back then, you know, people used to get, used to be able to pick the quarterback up and pile drive them. Um, <laughs> like NFL blitz. <laughs> yeah. used to be, they, they would pick them up and pile drive them. They would close line. They would, man, but the biggest thing was the crack back in the blind sides. You could, that was legal. That was legal. That's why I'm like, Oh, I could, you know, I could play. Okay. Yeah. You could be running along and not even be involved in the play. 
and they would take you out if they wanted to. (laughs) So, oh, that's illegal. No, it's not. That's immoral. Man, throw that crap out the window. This is football. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, it it, it blows my mind when they try to, you know, the the biggest one is basketball. And we're not even going to go into that. Everybody, you know, no. Face it, this is just this is just what the game is now. Yeah, and th- that's what it is. Really, really quick before we go to the odds, are, you know, the, the Niners I think are favored by three, according to this is what Fox Sports, and yeah, the spread you know, or USA Day. So yeah, the odds are three over under forty six. I could get behind that, but on the other way, um, I am a betting man. Um, I'm on hold for a certain app that's uh, out. I got to email them because I definitely made a bet when it first came out, and I don't know why I can't make one now. Uh, but there's a certain app out there that went live in Florida. Hope all of you all that are gambling responsibly. App. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've but, actually heard a pe- couple people talk about that ever since you mentioned it, because I don't really follow that stuff too much, but apparently it's a big deal. Well, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very big deal. But um, no, I, I'd take the Jacks all day, plus three. Okay. There's take a, a, an arbitrage opportunity here, it sounds like. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, right. I take them. I, I have that much faith in this team that they're they're playing well. They're 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 peaking at the right time to get going and getting ready for this push to, to get into the playoffs. Um obviously we've still got a lot of football left to play, but six and two is better than being two and six right. and having to pull off a miracle to get in it. Um, especially when you, you have to play well because you have teams from in your division that are rising from the dead, as in mm-hmm. Houston, if you saw what they did last week, and and freaking um in Tennessee, although they lost, I think, last Thursday, um, they're still, you know, Levitz might be their guy. So you need to make sure that you keep your foot down so we can establish control of this division. Because ultimately, that's the first thing we need to do: establish control of this division. Yeah, yeah. I hate CJ Stroud having so much success. We're we're supposed to have the elite quarterback of the division now, so Whatever, <laughs> that needs man. to stop. Hey, look, it can't be any worse than the Carolina Panthers because they're the ones that um, didn't pick them, <laughs> and you see what's yeah. happening. So yeah, I I haven't even heard from the Carolina Panthers at all this season. Maybe that's why they're getting um, blasted every game they go out there. They get kicked. Like they, they get kicked around. So dang. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, no, it'll be good. So, um, you know, for sure we'll, uh, catch back up. Hopefully, uh, JK three will, uh, join us on the next episode to discuss a win potentially. Right. And, Absolutely. uh, if it's a loss, that's okay too, but, uh, a win, uh, ideally. And, um, so if you're on Apple podcasts, please leave us a rating and review. We just got another five star review on there, which is pretty cool. So we appreciate that as always, um, on Spotify as well. I think we're, I, I don't know that Google podcast calls it Google podcast anymore. I think they just like rolled their podcast into that YouTube music thing, which is like the most confusing branding ever, by the way. But if you are on YouTube music or whatever it is, uh, we're on there too. So just uh, be sure to, to search us out, but um, also on X slash Twitter or whatever at down by the bank. So be sure to uh, send us a tweet um, if you have any uh, feedback you want to share, I don't think we got any folks that chimed in on the Burger King thing, unless I missed it. Um, confirmations on the uh, original Burger we, King. Did we, we, we had get a somebody? Few, yeah, we had a couple of people. I had a few people text me 
um, okay. on the side about that too, and, and said that you know I, it's been around. You know, Duval, you know, born, bred, and raised Burger King man. Um, still, you know, wouldn't want to eat one of those things, and <laughs> uh, one of those things. yeah, wouldn't want to eat a Whopper. Uh, I'm just kidding, but no, the. It just is amazing. That's why, you know, when you see, see people knock on our city, we've, we have a lot of hidden gems here that aren't public. And I think this is, you know, the right time for us to start, like, letting just not just those little things, but seeing how much potential our city has and what we can become now that there's a vision and a path and a purpose and also a motivated generation. Okay. A motivated generation of working from 25 to let's say 50 that want to see this city succeed. Okay. That, that's, I think the biggest thing. And you start with, with, you know, your, your fan organizations with the Jags, um, you know, bold city, you start with, um, you know, fans showing up to shrimp games that, you know, want to go downtown and, and want to go enjoy an afternoon of watching your, your local sports, uh, shows, venues, concerts, things of that nature. So we have a motivated generation and quite frankly, seems like we're tired of just living where the city has been at the last several years. So I, I hope that this all comes to uh, fruition and we're able to get this done. Yeah, for sure. They need to put you as the head of visit Jacksonville. That was pretty motivational. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just another taxpayer like the rest of them, man. Just, yeah. you know, show me something with my tax dollars. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Well, we appreciate you all, uh, you guys, for listening. And um, uh, remember all those things I just said about all the podcast platforms. I'll edit that out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Tax day is coming. Oh no! But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a three percent match, you can get up to a hundred ninety-five dollars for the twenty twenty-three tax year. Oh. Yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.